0: Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. How's everybody this morning? All righty. Well, let's stand together. And um, so this is the first first week of the month of May. So if anybody has a birthday in the month of May, let's uh, raise our hands. All right. Yeah. Alrighty, so, a lot of people. What was it, like 10 people had their hands up? (laughs) Look at this. Wow. I did raise my hand. I was the first one to raise my hand. (laughs) So yeah, uh, obviously it's my birthday this month, is why they put this up here, I don't know. Especially especially the one right there with the, I don't know what that tiara or whatever it is. (laughs) <laughs> it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Again, 29 again. <laughs> yeah, right. Now actually, 54. I'm turning this year. So, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how old I am. People ask me all the time, "How old are you?" I'm like, I don't. Know. I have any idea what it is. <laughs> but I think it's 40, 48, maybe. Is that what it is? 47. Okay. Somebody knows at least. Anyway, so we're, forget about me. We're going to sing happy birthday to everybody in the congregation who has a birthday in May. All right, let's go. Happy birthday, happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. birthday to us. Happy birthday, God bless us. Happy birthday to us. All right. So, my birthday is tomorrow. If any of y'all want to get me a gift and bring it by the house, I'll be over there with you. Carrot cake? Yeah, yeah. I love carrot cake. That is great. So, now somebody give a little praise or thanks for something he is or does. For the weather. All right, weather. All right. That's it. If you need it. stuff. The Lord provides, right? No one else wants to say anything? Holy! <laughs> <All right. laughs> he is holy. <laughs> That's right. If nobody else wants to say they we're going to read from Psalm 42 today. Psalm 42 is to the choir master, a masculine of the sons of Korah. And it says, As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? While they say to me all the day long, where is your God? Why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Now, if we come back next week, we're going to read the next Psalm after this, which is Psalm 43, which actually goes with Psalm 42. But whoever broke the uh, chapters up in the Bible must have not read too well that this goes together. So anyway, we got two Psalms out of that now. So come back next week. We'll read the rest of that Psalm. And um, yeah, so this just reminds us that, you know, it might look like sometimes that God has forsaken us or whatever. He's not with us. And you see that the psalmist here tells, he asks God, he says, why? I I feel like you've forsaken me or whatever it is. So God invites us to say those types of things to him. But we always got to remember that we always have hope in God, no matter what it looks like around us. If we'll just hope in him, trust in him, do what he tells us to do, then we have hope. And then even when we're downcast, we can rejoice in the Lord. So that's uh, what that psalm is about today. So we're going to sing some songs together. Before we do that, let's pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together.
1: nothing worth more that could ever to be. Oh, yeah. um, no.
2: In Matthew twenty six, eighteen through thirty, we read about Jesus' last meal with the disciples. He gave thanks and he gave them the bread saying, take, eat, this is my body. Then gave thanks and gave them the cup saying, drink from it all of you. This is my blood which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sin. In churches, we call this the Lord's Supper. It replaces the Jewish Passover. Christ is our Passover lamb. (laughs) We no longer need the blood of the lamb on the altar, for by faith we receive the benefits of the blood of Christ. He is our lamb, the spotless lamb of God, and we take the bread and cup in remembrance of his sacrifice. Our Father in heaven, as we take this bread and this cup, we ask for your blessing on it. We know that it was a sacrifice by your Son of God, for we ask it in His name. Amen.
3: good morning and now is the time in the service for announcements Uh, we're always collecting an empty pill bottle um, for matthew 25 donations ink cartridge collections Um, when you're done with them don't throw them away bring them in it helps reduce office supply costs here at the church food pantry closed closets every thursday 5 to 7 p.m You can bring donations in, you can come and serve, you can come and see what we do. Um, Here's a list of most frequently needed items that we use in case you'd like to donate specifically to the pantry. Refit free dance fitness class, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and now Fridays. Um, Here at the church, 6.30 to 7.30. Empty Nesters continuing their book series, um, Women of the Bible on Thursdays at 10 a.m. at Ruth Liming's house. Wednesday, May 17th, 6 to 8 p.m., we're gonna be having our Food and Fellowship. It's gonna be favorite foods is the theme, so nothing specific. Uh, Whatever your favorite food is and you wanna bring it to share, there is a sign up at the welcome table, so we'd love to just get to know you more. Breakfast Fellowship was today, so the first Sunday of the month we are eating again. (laughs) <laughs> First Sunday of the month at 9.30, um, we're going to share food again. So breakfast is better when we eat together. Mellon Ridge ministry is May 28th at 2. Um, it's every other month. Um, so it's this month, May 28th, bringing worship to the residents of Mellon Ridge. Um, we, we do um, provide lunch for anyone who would like to serve in that, at this um, ministry. And there is a welcome, I'm sorry, there's a sign up at the welcome table. Um, Weekly budgets listed here. Ministries you support through giving. Uh, Ways to give is listed here. The online giving is going to change a little bit um, by the end of this month, but um, if you have questions about that, let me know. If you're interested in starting to give online, you can let me know, um, and I can help you with that. But that officially won't change until June 1st. The chosen is going to be... the season one is going to be showing starting May 21st. It will go into the second week of July. Um, so we will have free popcorn, free drinks. Um, it's going to run every Sunday evening from 6.30 to 7.15. Again, it's free community event. It's going to be right here. We're going to bring the big screen down like old school times. So it's going to be like indoor drive-in. Um, bring your family, bring your friends. Um, not so sure about pets, but... You know, if they're emotional support animals, we'd love to have them. But um, if you have any questions, um, myself or Ruth can answer your questions. We're really excited about this. We've got a lot of um, response from the community already. So we are starting May 21st. Um. My son, they've run out of wine.
4: Mother, my time has not yet come if not now I have redeemed you. I have called you by name.
5: You have experienced a miracle, Mary. I saw him. It was incredible. Our Father.
4: Our Father.
5: Who art in heaven.
4: Who art in heaven.
5: Hallowed be thy name.
4: Hallowed be thy name.
5: The man has a following. He's a rogue who answers to no one.
6: You asked me before if I knew his name. Now everyone knows his name, and I fear for his safety.
7: Throw this down for a catch.
5: Do you think that impossible things can happen? That overturn the laws of nature? That cannot be
6: explained?
0: Matthew, son of
7: Alpheus.
4: Yes, this is different. Get used to different.
5: I have wondered if I would see this day.
4: Follow me, Nicodemus, and you'll see more. God loves the world in this way, that he gave his only son.
5: I'm going to tell everyone.
2: I was counting on it.
5: Anything is possible now. Don't you see?
6: Let's go one way, and now I am completely different. And the thing that happened in between was him.
3: Amen. So that's the trailer. (laughs) We're going to be showing that to the community. and that's our way to witness to the community. So hopefully you will come, and hopefully you will invite someone. Um, Last thing I want to say before we do the 10-minute meet and greet is what you see up here in this bin. um, Danielle had, um, we had coordinated with her volleyball team to collect some toothbrushes and toothpaste for the food pantry um, as a small service. So I just want to encourage you, like if you're a I don't want to, like, interrupt your workplace or things like that, but if you're somewhere where they allow you to do things like this, and not necessarily say it's for your church but for your pantry, for the community, things like that, um, do it. I mean, it's it's an opportunity to witness without necessarily um, coming out and witnessing. It's a way to share and be loving and love other people. So... Um, I'm just really thankful that, you know, young people are still able to do things and they're willing to do things and families are willing to do things. So just thankful for that. Ten now is your time for your ten minute meet and greet.
7: Rejoice, all the earth rejoices He wraps himself in light And darkness tries to hide And trembles at his voice Trembles at his voice How crazy
5: There's a God I some no
6: I've seen miracles my mind can't comprehend, and there is beauty in what I can understand. Jesus, it's you. Jesus, it's you.
7: Just the mention of your name can raise the dead.
0: Alrighty, so I'm running late today, very late, later than later than normal, usual late, right? Um, it's very hard to be a perfectionist. It's really a really a bad thing. I don't like it, but I can't get I can't get rid of it. Anyway, so last week we talked about. Um, uh, being born again and how we're born again through water and the Spirit. Which we talk about baptism. Uh, somebody asked me a question after church, and uh, the question was, you know, since uh, being born again through the Spirit and, and uh, being baptized is so important, do we have to be baptized in front of a whole gra- uh, crowd of people? And the answer to that question is no. Somebody already stole my thunder. The answer is no. <laughs> Uh, I think that's been created in the church because the church has uh, taken away the true meaning of baptism, which is being born again, and they've made it a public witness of your desire to follow Jesus. That's not what baptism is. Baptism is us being born again, and we don't need to do that in front of a whole crowd of people. You can do that in front of anybody who is um, a follower of Christ, basically. So if you want to be baptized and you didn't want to do it in public, uh, just come see me after, uh, after church, and we'll get you set up, and you can be born again, right? All right. So today let's turn together our Bibles to Luke's gospel Luke chapter three, and we're going to read verses 15 and 16, Luke 3:15 and 16. And when you find out your Bible, please stand for the reading of God's word. And so last week we talked about water baptism. This week we're going to talk about Holy Spirit baptism. And this is part one of what we're, it's going to be at least a two-part series, but if the Lord's willing, we'll cover the second part next week, at least two, maybe three, I'm not sure, but at least two. Today is part one. So in Luke 3, 15 through 16, the scriptures say, the people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah. John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come. The straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. You may be seated. Baptism in the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit baptism. Now, those words can cause different reactions in different people. Some react to those words with expectation and excitement Others react with alarm and apprehension. But we need not fear those words, nor the truths those words communicate. Today we're going to learn three truths about Holy Spirit baptism, and we're going to see how those truths apply to us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We ask you to open our ears to hear the truth, open our minds and hearts to accept the truth, and give us the will and the ability to obey the truth. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's talk first about the promise of Holy Spirit baptism. Now, the people in John's day were waiting, excited, expecting. God's people lived daily in eager expectation of the coming of the Anointed One, the King of Israel, who would bring in God's messianic kingdom and save them from their enemies. God sent John the baptizer to preach the gospel of the kingdom, to call people to repent to turn from their sins and be baptized in water for the forgiveness of sins. And in Luke 3.15, Luke tells us, the people were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah. So they see John out here baptizing and say, well, maybe John is the Messiah. Well, John tells them, I'm not the one you're expecting. I baptize with water to prepare you for the one coming after me. And in Luke 3.16, John gives some important details about the one coming after him. He says, One who is more powerful than I will come, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So John says the Messiah is more powerful than him. And And the Messiah will baptize people in a different way than John does. The Messiah will not baptize with water but with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And as we'll see, this promise of being baptized with the Holy Spirit is not just for John's audience, but for all of us too. The promise of Holy Spirit baptism is for all God's people. Let's talk now about the meaning of Holy Spirit baptism. What does it mean to be baptized with the Holy Spirit? Well, The word baptized is from the Greek word baptizo, And this word means to plunge or immerse into something. And when used of water baptism, it means to plunge or immerse someone into water. When used of Holy Spirit baptism, it means to be plunged or immersed into the Holy Spirit. So what John is saying is Jesus will plunge us into or immerse us in the Holy Spirit. Now, before we talk more about the meaning of Holy Spirit baptism in Luke's writings, we first need to talk about a similar phrase we find in Paul's writings. In 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 13, Paul says this, Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one Spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. Now, a lot of people think Paul's talking about Holy Spirit baptism here. But here, Paul's talking about what we talked about last week. He's talking about being born again, being born anew from above in water baptism. So, when we're baptized in water, we're not baptized with the Holy Spirit, we're baptized by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit baptizes us into the body of Christ. We're plunged into the water and the Holy Spirit plunges us into Christ's body. We're immersed into water, and the Holy Spirit immerses us into Christ's body and unites us with Christ. And that's what Paul means by being baptized by the Holy Spirit into one body. But when Luke talks about being baptized with the Holy Spirit, he's not talking about being born again. And as we closely examine the Gospel of Luke and the book of Acts, well, we'll see that Luke uses at least five different phrases to describe the reality of being baptized with the Holy Spirit. First, in Luke 3.16, Luke quotes John the baptizer, who says, Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. In Acts 1.4, Luke quotes the risen Jesus, who says the same thing to his disciples. Jesus commands them, do not leave Jerusalem." But wait for the gift my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. Jesus goes on in verse 5 to explain what this gift is. He says, For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So the gift the Father promised is the gift of being baptized with the Holy Spirit. And in Acts 1.8, Jesus tells his disciples what to expect when they're baptized with the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Notice here that Jesus's terminology changes. First, Jesus said his disciples will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And now Jesus says the Holy Spirit will come on his disciples. So to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, is the same thing as having the Holy Spirit come on you. And Jesus says, When the Holy Spirit comes on His disciples, they will receive power. Power for what? Well, power to be witnesses for Jesus all over the world. Now, Jesus said the same thing to the same disciples in Luke twenty-four forty-nine. He says, I am going to send you what my Father has promised. But stay in the city until you have been clothed with power... From on high. So, what the Father promised is his disciples is the gift of being baptized with the Holy Spirit. And Jesus assures his disciples when they're baptized with the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit comes on them, they will be clothed with the power of God to be witnesses to the world about Jesus. And just a few days after Jesus told his disciples to go to Jerusalem and wait to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, well, his father's promise was fulfilled. It was the day of Pentecost. 120 disciples of Jesus were gathered in one place. And suddenly Jesus poured out the gift the father gave him on his disciples. In Acts 2, 20, in Acts 2-4, Luke says, Suddenly a sound like a, the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, notice here that Luke says all the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus told His disciples they would be baptized with the Holy Spirit, and when the Holy Spirit came on them, Luke says they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So Luke uses the phrases, baptized with, came on, and filled with interchangeably. In other words, to be baptized with the Holy Spirit means to have the Holy Spirit come on you, and it also means to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And when the disciples were baptized with the Holy Spirit, well, they were also baptized with fire when tongues of fire came to rest on each of them. And through this, this baptism of the Spirit and fire, they given power that enabled them to speak in other tongues, which really only means other languages. There's nothing hokey about it or spooky. He's talking about speaking in other languages. The Spirit enabled them to speak in other other tongues or other languages that they had not learned. And through those languages, the disciples became witnesses for Jesus to people from all over the world. As Luke continues in Acts 2, 6 through 12, when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hear them in our native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they ask one another, what does this mean? Now, a little later in Acts 2.33, Peter tells the crowd what this means. He says, the Lord Jesus has been exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. So Jesus goes back to heaven after his resurrection. He received the gift of the Holy Spirit from the Father, and then Jesus poured out the gift of the Holy Spirit on God's people just as he had promised. And in Acts 2, 16 through 18, Peter says this was a fulfillment of God's word. Peter says this is what was spoken by the prophet Job. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. So through the prophet Joel, God promised to pour out his spirit on all people, on both men and women, on young and old. And he said they would all prophesy. And what this is, is God's promise through the gift of of Holy Spirit baptism, God would equip all of His people for Spirit-empowered ministry. A ministry that includes prophesying, visions, dreams, and other manifestations of spiritual gifts from the Holy Spirit who distributes those gifts the way He sees fit in the church. Now, this gifting was only for a select few under the Old Covenant, The Holy Spirit did not come on all of God's people under the old covenant. But under the new covenant, the covenant built on better promises, the Holy Spirit does come on all God's people. The Holy Spirit gives us all spiritual gifts to empower us for spirit-enabled, spirit-led ministry. And that's what happened on the day of Pentecost. Jesus poured out the Holy Spirit on all of his people, Jesus baptized them with the Holy Spirit and fire, and they received power from the Holy Spirit to speak in other languages, to prophesy, to be witnesses to the world for Jesus. So to be baptized with the Holy Spirit is to receive the gift the Father Father promised, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to have the Holy Spirit come on you, and to have the Holy Spirit poured out on you. And I'm really... Hammering this point home because I want everybody to see this. People get so confused about all these things because they use one, they think all these things mean something different. But like I'm showing you here, in Luke's mind, they don't mean anything different. They're all the same thing. And in ch- uh, uh, chapter 10 and 11 of the book of Acts, Luke brings all this terminology together to make it very clear that all those phrases mean the same thing. In Acts 10, Luke's t- Luke tells us that the Lord sent Peter to the house of a Gentile soldier named Cornelius. But Peter went to Cornelius' house and he found a crowd there waiting to hear the gospel. But Peter told them, Jesus is Lord of all. And God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and power. And Jesus went around doing good and healing all, all of those who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Peter also told them that Jesus died by being hung on a cross. And then he says that God raised Jesus from the dead on the third day, and Jesus was seen by Peter and other witnesses who ate and drank with Jesus after his resurrection. And Peter said, God appointed Jesus to be the judge of the living and the dead, and all who believe in him receive forgiveness of sins in his name. That was the gospel that Peter preached. And in Acts ten forty four to 48, Luke tells us the rest of the story. He says, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, surely no one can stand in the way of their being baptized with water. They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. And in Acts 11:15, 15, as Peter retells the whole story, he recalls the words of the Lord Jesus. Peter says, as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came on them as he had come on us at the beginning. Then I remembered what the Lord had said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So if God gave them the same gift he gave us who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, Who was I to think I could stand in God's way? Crystal clear that for Luke, all of these things mean exactly the same thing. The gift Peter and the other apostles received was the gift of being baptized with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came on them when the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out on them. They received the promise and were baptized with the Holy Spirit. So, based on everything that we find in uh, Luke and Acts, let me give you a biblical definition of what it means to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And by the way, this is the only definition that matters. A biblical definition. I mean, I'm just going to say it like it is I don't care about your opinion of what the Holy Spirit baptism is. I don't care. I don't, if it doesn't match the Word of God, I don't care about it. And that's how all of us should feel, right? If what we're saying doesn't match God's Word, then we should say, well, I, That's not what it is. But here is the biblical definition of what Holy Spirit baptism is. Holy Spirit baptism means to receive the gift the Father promised, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to have the Holy Spirit poured out on you, and to have the Holy Spirit come on you. For Luke, those are all different ways of saying the same thing. And that's the meaning of Holy Spirit baptism. Now, let's turn our attention to a third and final truth about Holy Spirit baptism. Let's talk about the purpose of Holy Spirit baptism. So, based on everything we've read in Luke and the book of Acts, my understanding of the purpose of being baptized with the Holy Spirit is this. The purpose of Holy Spirit baptism is to receive supernatural spiritual gifts that equip us for Christ-honoring service. And since this is a mouthful, I'm going to say it again. The purpose of Holy Spirit baptism is to receive supernatural spiritual gifts that equip us for Christ-honoring service. See, when we're baptized with the Holy Spirit, we receive the power of God through the gifts the Holy Spirit gives us. These spiritual gifts equip us for spirit-empowered service. And through these gifts, God empowers us to be witnesses People who exalt and honor the Lord Jesus Christ through our lives in the church and outside of the church, witnesses who proclaim the wonders of God to the world, and that's the purpose of Holy Spirit baptism. Now, I'm going to do something here today that I don't normally do, but I'm getting ready to close now. This is one of the shortest sermons you'll ever hear from me, and the reason for and and uh, uh, Tom is back there by the way, saying praise the Lord. (laughs) right? His prayers are answered. (laughs) So this is a little bit of a shorter message because there's so much in this, right? So much in everything that I've just said. It's going to take a while to process all that, right? And I don't want to just jump ahead and do all these other things. But as we close, today we've learned three truths about Holy Spirit baptism. We've seen that the promise of Holy Spirit baptism is for all God's children, We've seen the meaning of Holy Spirit baptism is to receive the gift the Father promised, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to have the Holy Spirit poured out on you, and to have the Holy Spirit come on you. And finally, we saw that the purpose of Holy Spirit baptism is to receive supernatural spiritual gifts that equip us for Christ-honoring service. And this is a bit of an anticlimactic way to end a sermon, but you're going to need to come back next week to hear what may be the most important truths about Holy Spirit baptism. So next week, we're going to talk about the particulars of Holy Spirit baptism. We'll talk about the when, the how, and the what happens when people are baptized with the Holy Spirit. But again, you have to come back next week to hear that. For now, let's all stand for prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for your word. Thank you that through your word, you teach us the truth. I uh, pray that the things we've heard today would get into our hearts, sink into our hearts. If there's anything about uh, spirit baptism that we don't fully understand, Lord, we ask you to reveal those things to us, help us to learn, help us to see, and help us to live out the truth. Uh, Lord, give us uh, your grace to walk in a way that's worthy of you, and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. So they're going to sing a final song, and um, as they do, I want to invite you. If anybody wants to come forward and get prayed for, it, somebody asked me earlier, are we going to have some oil to get prayed for? They, they want to get prayed for. It. Yeah, you can come forward at this time to get prayed for. The Scriptures say if, we, um, if we're sick, right, we're supposed to call the elders of the church, and elders are supposed to uh, anoint people with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer offered in, in faith makes sick people well. That's what the Scriptures say. But there is a, um, a condition attached to that promise. The condition is, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. So if you come forward for healing, understand that you need to confess any sin that may be in your life. I'm not saying that everybody, everybody who's sick has got sin in it. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, that may be a case. And if you know that's the case, then you need to confess it. We confess our sins so that we can be healed from those sins, right? That's the purpose of confession. It's not so you can come up here and get condemned by somebody. Nobody here is going to condemn you. Just know that. We're not going to condemn you. We want you to be healed. The Lord wants you to be healed. Don't walk out of here with sin in your life that you could confess and get rid of right here today. So that's, that's open to you as they sing this final song. Also, if you just want to pray about anything, you, you can come forward and do that. If you have a question about anything I've said, I'll be available for that for our questions after, after the service. So I'm going to speak the Lord's blessing over you all. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen.
6: If your trouble, heavy hearted, come to Jesus and find your peace. If your Of the prince of peace, author and maker of everything. The film-
7: said if